In your mouth. AM Caffeine Show. AM Caffeine Show. What up? It's your boy DOC. It's your girl Marlo J. And Smooth D. Smooth D on the one, the twos. Uh, young Free uh, isn't here. He went to go get us some uh, some treats. Some schnizniais. Yes. Hopefully, um, he doesn't eat it before he uh, gets back. Because, you know, Young Free isn't the uh, skinniest guy in the group. You so tried it. Hopefully, he you doesn't eat it. <laughs> hopefully, he doesn't eat all our snacks. He's also the teddy bear of the group. He's a teddy bear. He's a bear of teddies. Oh, a bear of teddies. A bear of teddies. I'm sorry. <laughs> AM Cappy Show Wednesday. Um, special guest today, man. Uh, actor extraordinaire, I guess, right? Extraordinaire. Extraordinary. First of all, let me tell you why uh, I gravitate. Pause. Uh-uh, you don't gravitate. Pause. But why I gravitate? Because, you know, us. Non light skinned cats got to uh, stick together. <laughs> so there's a few of us that continue <laughs> to lead the problem? charge going in from 2018 <laughs> to 2019 strong. Mm-hmm. Pause. That is disgusting. Pause. That's why I paused him. <laughs> <laughs> but you know him from, I'm talking about, he's done so, so many films and, and just, Ooh. he was so dope in Dreamgirls though. He, Killed it in Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls. Um, also, uh, a singer. He has a new album. Marlo, stop trying to audition because there's no... I am not no... auditioning. I was background on some of his music. There are no positions. Uh, well, there might be, but not Let's not as get far... crazy, crazy. <laughs> as far as on stage. Uh, my bad. On stage. The one and only. Keith Robinson in the damn building today, it's man. Keith, Keith Robinson in the damn building. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Keith, <laughs> out of all the, the projects and, and, and films and TV stuff you've been a part of, would you say that are you most recognizable for Dreamgirls? Um, it's kind of hard to say because it's a few that people kind of pinpoint. I think that's definitely one of them. I think uh, a lot of people recognize me from this Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, got to go with Power Rangers, too. If you watch Power Rangers, then... It's a lot of Power Ranger fanatics around the world. Wow. Did you do go you to Comic Con? I was just gonna. You took the word. <laughs> See how that works there, Marlon? Yeah, great. Did you go to Comic Con? Yeah, we just did. Well, we just did Morphicon, which is dedicated. Whoa. Yo, those to, people are. Is that like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Con? What you say? Is that Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Yeah, con? every Power Ranger, every season monster, demon, alien, all congregate under one roof, and all the fans come out, and it's. It's crazy. Yeah, it's Are hysterics. you serious? It's a convention for just Power Rangers? Oh, absolutely. It's the longest running kids show in the world. So it's, mm. it's been Is around since. Is it still since, on? Yeah. So it's. Go, uh, go, Power Rangers. It's, it's, a, it's a classic. And I mean, they have such a niche, a niche market that, you know, the fans come back every year to do the same thing. So it's a good thing. You know, mm. I, I walked away from it and didn't really go to one until like 14 years later. But mm. still. Uh, but still, bigger. when I walk in, it's like. They want to ask me about episode <laughs> fifty eight with the demon and Zoids, and I'm like, bruh, right? <laughs> I don't know. They're like, say that line. What you say? Yeah, because so, I did it in two thousand. Right. You know what I'm saying so. It was like it was a definite. Uh, it was my first gig, actually, my but, very first acting mm, job. Was it a really? great check? Yeah. 
Was it a great the check, check? The check in comparison to what I checks that you know now, no. But for then, it was great because. Yeah, I was paying my third of the rent and, I, and then some. So I was, I was just, third of the rent. I was just paying. <laughs> the LA way, baby. I was just paying studio time and, and then I was, you know, beating up aliens. And I mean, but he had a special SAG adjusted contract so we could only make but so much right. money. Um, but but even with that, as a young artist just moving to Hollywood from, you know, and, and living apart with your boys, it was balling. You made it. Right. Yeah, and I mean, Boy. I was getting up to be on TV. So I was something totally out of left field. I had no intentions of. Being an actor at all, so to be on the show was a blessing. It was great. So when you go to when you go to those conventions now, right? Uh, is there do they pay you or do you just go and kind of put your own little booth together? Or? Well, what they do is they they provide you with accommodations like you know hotel and food. But what they do is they um you have you come with you set up your own table and you sell your own merchandise, your own merch, right? And you know it, you you can go like say you know twenty twenty five thirty thirty five dollars for up to fifty dollars per. Uh, product to where whoever you where whatever you want to you name your own price mm-hmm. and you know there's between five and six seven thousand people that come through in two days so you do the math so it's a good it's a good uh so so it's a good one were you look. able to sell like your music does yeah, it do, does yeah. it do good in that space well the music the music is kind of still kind of introductory to me because I, I guess because I'm so such a varied artist that people don't even identify me with being the R&B singer and the Power Rangers so it's kind of a it's kind of a north and south pole thing so right. some, the R&B somewhat, Power Ranger. but I mean right. that's when I put on my tights and my morpher so to speak <laughs> right that day and, and I and I'm I'm a Power Ranger you know what I mean but uh but yeah I can pretty much say but they really want the Power Ranger merchandise uh, and they want to take yeah. a picture of you and your hat and your coat and yeah. just the nostalgia of it so it's that's primarily what it is for but yeah you can definitely sell you know, whatever. If the fans, the fans are the fans. They gonna right. They gonna support. support. They like truly support. Rhythm and blues. They come Ranger. through full guard. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they grown. Fifty year old man with, with wife and kids, and they got on you know morpher suits. Right. It's Crazy. So, yeah. Um. So you were saying that you really um uh, weren't really trying to be uh an actor, but you always wanted no. to sing. If yeah, that, yeah. I was singing. Sing, was always I, first. yeah. I was singing all my life, and I was in groups in school and high school and. I got a deal in college. We signed with Motown, and that's why we moved out of L.A. We got out of the deal; it was a bad deal, and we Who's moved we? out here. I was in a group called State of Mind. Me and the two homies. State of Mind. So Where are you State from? of Mind, Motown, Georgia. Georgia. From, yes, ma'am. Who signed you guys at Motown? Back in the day, it was executive shit between Busby, Joe Busby, and uh, Andre Hero had just came in, so we left right as he. Yeah, because he. Well, yeah. I worked at Motown during yeah. that time. Yeah, this was this was like early nineties, and Andre came in and fired. All of us from the West Coast. I guess I got, I, and we got caught under the broom as well. Clean, <laughs> clean like, house. Uh, he's like, Doc, yeah. why don't you take them with you? Right. Uh, Can you take state of mind all, with you? All the acts, all y'all, pack <laughs> yeah. it up, we get up out of here. Yeah, I mean, but pretty much, you know, I was a, super young. I mean, I was a freshman in in, in, uh, in college. So it was just, the experience of it was, was great. And we actually were signed to Al Heyman. Mm. Oh wow! Huge promoter, yeah, the promoter who's not the boxing promoter now, but you know, yeah, was, yeah. But you started doing concerts, doing concerts like Budweiser Superfest, all the Budweiser Superfest, and, and yeah. we were his group basically. So, um, did you guys like sing at the at the any of the concerts never or open made for anybody? <laughs> we <didn't laughs> never <made> that <laughs> <laughs> We thought we was. We thought we should. Sure, we going on tour. Oh, the boys and men, Mary J. Blige is going down. Right. Nope. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so did so did you uh, you finish the album and it just never came out? We, or we how actually, far in the process did you get? We actually we actually came to the label with with three albums and we actually they said scrap that we're gonna use our producers yada yada yada. I do a first group first act groups and um, and uh, we actually did got two songs into the album 
and then it pretty much from there it was you know it was everything it was unplugging right you know, you know, unplugging <laughs> AC. He said, take, we're going to take this out of here now. Everybody How would go. you describe the music of State of Mind versus the music that you have now? I mean, it's a pure extension of what I have now. It's just a more advanced. It's more advanced now. The writing is, of course, more advanced. It's better. The music, I think, is better. But I've always been a romanticist. We've always been in heavy R&B heads. So, and that's what the music was. It was us. Because the time that we were we were in Atlanta, the first music music wave when it was Young Usher, Young Bobby Brown, uh, Keith Sweat, Jermaine Dupree, Criss Cross, uh, LaFace was there, Bobby Brown was walking. So it was like a young Motown, and we were kind of in that, in that, it was like a young Detroit uh, in Atlanta in the early 90s, and 112, right. and Organized Noise, and us, we had a deal. So it was a, it was kind of a Jodeci Diary of a Mad Band was, was top of the world, boy. So it was, it was R&B, it was, you know, it was straight R&B, and that's kind of how the music has evolved. I think now it's more, I've kind of been able to put more elements of what's going on now with hip-hop influence, you know, beat-wise, a little trap music. But, I mean, conceptually and melodically, it's always about R&B. R&B. Soul R&B music. Rooted. So, well, what did you do at the point of, um, hey, y'all, pack it up. Motown can kick this out. What was your <laughs> next, what did you do next? We moved in with some of my homies that was moving <laughs> weight. To be honest no, with you. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I'd expect that. Like, I'm yeah. going to need y'all to go ahead and pack this up. Because, because in, we, in, we, about a, in about a couple of years, I don't think it's I've ever said that. I've, never, I've actually never said that in, wow. on the air. But, but real talk, because we dropped out of college. You know, my parents like, well, if you're going to sing, you're going to be a rock star, you better sing your ass mm. off because financial aid is officially cut yeah. off. Right. What, so, school, what school were you? University of Georgia. Okay. So we oh, stepped. Wow. So we stepped out. You know, pretty much we all were pretty smart kids, and kind of one of my homies played footballs on a football team, and we just, we just took one of the gamble. singers. Yeah. yeah. Oh, y'all just y'all y'all just said, you know what? This is it. We pushed all the chips into the front middle of the table, and basically what happened was, you know, in in the mix as we start, we got signed, we started meeting people. We we came, we befriended cats who you know we didn't want to go back to the crib, right? You know, so we right. and I was we were trying to find our way. We don't get a job. We we're going to resign. So we thought soon. So my my people's had a you know a crib, so we just we stayed. We literally you know lived in the trap, so to speak, for a little while. And then after a while, we eventually said, "I just said, man, if we're gonna get, we're gonna resign. We got to go to the source. We got to go to L.A." So right. we just we just I was taking trips on the weekends out here, slinging demos, and then finally I brought them out here, and we just hustled out here and moved into the days in over there on Coldwater Ventura. Hey. <laughs> and that's how so, I went down. And so, wow. your, 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 what was your first role? As an actor, Power Rangers, Power Rangers, yeah. And when you got Power Rangers, how long were you record? How were you filming? That was it was only for one year, but it was it was two seasons worth. So we shot like about in excess of like fifty episodes, fifty fifty two episodes. Wow. So it was a lot of work, but it was a great training ground for any first time actor because you work so much nonstop. You're shooting cluster episodes, meaning you're shooting three episodes at the same time, and it just kind of gets your feet wet. And a, a lot of times, you know. Like most Power Rangers, a lot of them have, didn't, don't really. If that was the whole myth that you wouldn't advance past Power Rangers once you do it, it's pretty much that's it. You're that's stuck it. in there, yeah, one and done. So I was determined to kind of you know over overcome that stereotype. But I mean, it was a great first gig. I mean, with, so it was awesome. With that being your first gig and you not really wanting to or thinking about acting, was it an open call or? Did yeah, you- it was. It, what it was was I went to an acting class with a friend of mine with this with this chick that I was seeing out here at the time and she was an actress and I thought I scoffed at acting I was like everybody got a headshot everybody was like I'm glad I ain't in that so I just went just to kind of really maybe improve my stage presence 
And I went and it, there wasn't enough uh, readers. So the teacher told me to read, try a scene, and they coerced me to get out of the chair and do it. And I did it. And the teacher thought I was pretty good. And I was like, all right, whatever. And then she called me back three weeks later and said, go read for this role uh, of Power Rangers. And I thought it was a voiceover. Right. I didn't even know. I walked in and it was people, you know, actual people. And they gave me some sides and I did it. And, you know, they kept calling me back four or five times later. And I beat wow. out like thousands of people. It was a it was a complete blessing. It was a divine appointment because it was like, I, I was like, if I didn't get that gig, I wouldn't be an actor. Right. To be honest with you. Right. I'm, I'm glad it happened. But I didn't even have a headshot. I had to go to Kinko's and. One hour photo and, and do the Xerox thing, <laughs> right? Literally. Right. So you know it, it worked out. Um. So did would you say after that and that experience, did you get like what they quote unquote call the acting bug? Yeah, at that for point, sure. You got that for sure because I think what happened if we had an on set coach who was kind of schooled because they usually they usually take really raw talent, really raw kids to do that. So who was kind of coaching us and I kind of had a knack I guess from performing on stage as a, as a singer but I, after that I started studying the craft and um, you know I got an agent and I, I lent, the roles came the roles came fairly uh, quickly Even looking back now I'm amazed at how quick they came because me knowing the game now 20 years ago uh, it, it was a complete blessing but I mean I felt like it was a long time coming because I had been grinding so much with the music and you know that's a that's a grind in itself trying to trying to crack that nut. So right, it was um, yeah, it was kind of speaking about you know just the difference of like you said how how easy you felt it it looking back right how easy it was now and then the, the grind with music how right. do you how do you compare um, your entry point in doing music then and now. How do I compare doing the music? Yeah, so the 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 grind of it. Right. Um, how how is it different for you now from then to now? Um, I guess it's different. I guess I guess you have more knowledge now. I mean, which which makes it a little bit different. I think the the music business is so different now. It's so based on um, it, it's we're, we're in such a uh, uh the culture is so much about self promotion. Right. That um. You know, even though your record is dope, it doesn't mean it's going to get heard. So you got to create your own fan base. You got to pretty much do it yourself uh, from start to finish, as opposed to back in the day where the key, the big thing was getting a deal. Once you get a deal, then they'll bring in the A&R, then they'll bring in the stylist, then they'll bring in the choreographer, then they'll bring in the producers. And you can pretty much just, you know, but now it's kind of like you got to come to the game with that. With everything. So that makes it a lot different. I think. I've been able to get in some doors that I may not have ordinarily been able to get to get into without the acting, i.e., sitting here maybe. Right. But um, the grind for me is still it's it's just it's just as tough, but it's just different because now I feel like I'm always reintroducing myself and repackaging myself and really introducing people to who I actually am because I had a, another career kind of take me in another direction. So, you know, just because. You can uh, ride a bike, don't mean you can juggle. So you got to sh- prove yourself on both sides of the fence. So that's the challenge for me. I was always trying to get out of that So do box. you think that people, because of that, take you not, not saying that they don't take your craft as serious, but because you were an actor, they kind of look like, oh, he was an actor. So, yeah. Uh, I, I think there's a- always shock. You know what I'm saying? If I'm performing, somebody might be like, oh, that's a dude from so-and-so. And he's like, oh, wow, I didn't know he could sing. Right. Uh, or people thought for a long time that I was lip syncing in Dreamgirls, which I thought was just crazy to me because everybody else around me could really sing so how could i be there but i just think people kind of once they see you in certain light as with anything in life uh that's how they see you and you have to kind of work to get them to see a bigger 
your your bigger self, and that's pretty much what I do with the, on the music side. With you bringing that up, get, getting that role in Dreamgirls, did it help the fact that you that you could sing? Was it required that yeah that that character had yeah. to had to sing? Yeah, because they they interviewed they they were in pretty much every R and B singer in the game. I mean, I think uh, Usher was supposed to play the role. Uh, but they were having some I think if I remember correctly Because it's been a minute uh, They were having some Scheduling conflicts So in the interim They let other people come in And audition Because they pretty much had Their cast They had their stars They had Eddie Murphy They had Jamie Foxx They had Beyonce They had you know They had Danny Glover They had Loretta Devon They had the stars So this role was uh, Essentially was going to be Usher's But it kind of fell into my lap But it was I think Omarion was auditioning for it John Legend Wow and Tank and, Are they all mad at you right now? No nah, not, not at all All those guys like Nah, all those guys are uber successful. And really, um, the role was kind of a thing where they were asking for, they wanted like two point, you know, you had to be able to act, sing, and dance a little bit. So I think a I was, bit. I think I was like, bit. I think I was like 2.5. Two and a half, right? Give it two and a half. Yeah, it was like 2.5. <laughs> what song so, did they make you sing when, um, to audition? Or did they not? Yeah, I sang, um, I sang, um, um, this the duet with me and Jennifer Hudson, which is uh, which was that song? What was it? Uh, you go ahead and just bust into a tune. I, don't, I forgot what it was. <laughs> it's um, you know the duet. We they actually cut it out of the, the director's cut, but it's in it's the uh, it's a duet. It was a duet between myself, yes, and, and Jennifer Hudson, and that was the song in the audition that I had to come in and sing. And you know they had another young lady in there who could really sing too. So I was going to so, say, so you sang with, yeah, with so, her, and that really helped. We had an instant. Instant connection, instant vibe. Yeah, so that it helps worked me out. too. That Does helps it? me too. Yeah, yeah. Usually when I'm, you know, when I I want to, you know, sing something, I'll be like, you know, what? I need somebody that can sing too, so oh. I can harmonize with them. You know, oh, that's how it usually okay. works for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's how I usually do my stuff. Right, no doubt. Album um, coming out 2020. <laughs> how does, especially now, because now it's it. Not saying that you haven't always, but it seems that you're really. Going hard with with the music now does that conflict with the acting stuff? Not at all. I mean, I think they all go hand in hand now because you, you can't afford to be one dimensional. I think and have any longevity in, in show business. So, um, whenever I think one informs the other for me. Whenever I'm on set, if I'm working, I'm always thinking of records. And when I'm making records, I'm always thinking about it from a dramatic standpoint. So I think every scene has a rhythm. Every song has an element of drama. So. For me, it's just about the, what vehicle you want to be in, but you, we're headed to, in the same direction. So it's always been a thing where I, I wouldn't know how to function without the other. I, I need both of them pretty much as an artist creatively. So it's never been a conflict. And if it is a conflict, that's a great thing. I love if I if I'm if I'm if I'm double booked, then I mean that's a good thing, right? Right. <laughs> right. That's a, that's a problem. problem that you, it's a problem we want to have. I, I need yeah. to hear some music. We gonna, I well, need to hear some music. Go ahead, Marlo. Then go I ahead. I hear skepticism. Yeah, let's go. No, let's not skepticism. It's not skepticism. I just want to be able to hear it because I, I know that you, you can it. sing. I want so you I want to be able to see what your style is like. I don't know if you like, you know the. The aggressive Trey songs, you know, like. Um, oh yeah. What do you think? If everybody want to guess. be with Trigger, or you know. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to guess, what would you guess? Um, I would guess a young Teddy Pendergrass. Turn them off. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, so let's get into something. Then. Yeah, let's play it. Let's play the single. Uh, Never be you. This is actually uh, the single that's out right now. It's out on, right it's now. On produce, radio right produced now. by. Produced by Waves. By Waves. Yeah, I wrote it. And you wrote it. Yeah. So, um, 
do you write everything? Are you opposed yeah. to folks writing for you? I'm you not just- opposed to it at all, but I've always been kind of a self-sufficient dude, so I've always had the show and prove kind of attitude, so um, I wrote the whole album, basically. There's there's a couple songs. There's one, two songs where people collab with me on, but pretty much it's Are you? Of, yeah. But right. I'm definitely open. To, I mean, a great song is a great song. I'm not even tripping, you know. If somebody got a great record, then they got a great record. Right. All right, Smo, so let's get into this. This is a brand new joint. This is actually, uh, is there a video to this? Yes, it is. There's a video to this. Yep. Um, all right, available everywhere. Did you direct the video? I did. You did. Is your shirt off? I it is. Wow, okay. <laughs> it, it is, but we cut that part out. Why? Because it was, it was distracting. I don't see that as a distraction. Nah, it's not. This ain't the shirt off on the next video. Of the show. Oh, okay. And and the, and the pants. <laughs> Take it off. Oh, there you go, che- Marlo. It's called Take che- it off. It's called cheeks out. <laughs> cheeks out. Cheeks out. AM Caffeine Show. Keith is with us. This is his brand new joint. Let's get into a smooth D. No, I like that, Keith. I like that. I appreciate it. I like that. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Never, um, never be me. <laughs> it never be you? That's I mean, right. It won't. She'll never be in a, uh, well, the video. Well, never be on I the album. I did not say that I... Although I should be in the, I should be in the, the on the album. I should do, do some vocals. The album's on the album. done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. This one's done, but the next one. Okay, right, next got, one. You. <laughs> got you. I got you. I got you. Uh, AM Caffeine Show. Uh, Keith Robinson with us. So Keith, um, yes, sir. How hard is it 
<laughs> so you're not. Whoa, I see. Pause. Hey, Marlo. Pause. I got caught slipping, huh? Uh, Marlo, be on it, boy. Rashi, show what's up. Let me find I out. Just, I I'll see you, Marlo. Go I just ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right now being done independently. You're doing this all yourself. Yeah. Um. Obviously, it's always better if you have a machine. You know, you have a machine. How hard is it yes, to sir. navigate through and without yeah. having that piece? It's tough. I mean, you know, the biggest thing is is the funding, is right. the Money because it's all coming out of your front pocket. Um. So and it's a it's a little bit longer grind. It's shorter yardage. You know what I mean? Because you pretty much a one man game. But it's gratifying, though. You know, they, you know, once you able to seeing the feedback and see it come back to you then it's it's uh it's, it's all worth it but it's definitely a longer grind right right but it, sure. it seems like it it would be it's a, it, it would be um almost more immediate you know like mm-hmm. you know you, you don't have to wait for somebody well you don't have to wait but the thing is is getting the music out to the masses and um and getting it into those marketing in, into those marketing engines and a lot of times that takes gas you got to feed the meter Got it. Gas meaning bread. Got it. And especially <laughs> when you're talking about a record, a oh, record, man. and radio, radios where it gets I thought really people expensive. People kind of just make their own songs now on their computer. Yeah, but, and then what do you do with it after that? Right. And then you just put it on SoundCloud. It, it take, it's more than that. Yeah. Right. Who's, who knows it's know on SoundCloud? Rules. Who's gonna know Listen, it's on SoundCloud? I don't know the rules. I'm sure his following on social media is amazing. That's <laughs> <laughs> cool. Uh, all right, so. Let's get into uh, another joint, Keith. Oh, we got another one. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And another, another one. one. Because you another were acting one. like you didn't really believe a little bit more. I did not she, say she, that. She kind of was like, she ah, kind of, let me see. She kind of did. So this this oh next this next song is actually the that was this is the that was the second single off the album. The, the, the song right now called "Love Somebody" was actually the first single. Off the oh, so I'm gonna take y'all back. Then we gonna I go mean, forward. Let me tell you something. You you bringing R and B back? You got you got the love going. It never I mean, left. It never left. Yeah, I mean, what well, hell? Who you listening to? It was Pete? hiding in the shrubbery. Who you listening to? <laughs> um, Stupid I'm listening to a lot of people. You know, I've been vibing with Buddy. You know, you know, you know Buddy. Uh, yeah, uh, Buddy's dope, man. Did I put you? Up? I put you up on Buddy. I've been up on Buddy. Okay, I don't know. I've been buddy. up on Buddy. Buddy's been dope. It's, it's dope, buddy. and a lot of folks don't know that Buddy was signed to Pharrell. I know for a minute. Yeah, uh, I dig Buddy. Um, yeah, all right. Dope. Shout out to Buddy. Let me ask you this question, Keith. Let me okay. give me your top three of all time. Oh God! Holy. Give me your top three artists of all time. <laughs> first, uh, first male. Brett, Brett, first male. Brett Favre. Uh, Brett Favre. No, it is George. You said the top three. What? Male Vocalists? R&B. Voc- yeah. Oh, so you want to go top yeah, three I male and female? Male and female. Yeah. All right. Let's do male, top three male. Male. Uh, male artists of all time. Stevie, if you to- Stevie Wonder, Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye. Whoa. Oh. No problem. Okay. Shot that off. I mean, that off. I feel. What? Oh, I, I, well, you know what? You know what? Like, uh, it, there's a tie. Honorable I'm not honorable. Well, I don't. I don't even want to say honorable mention, but you got to go with Prince. Right, I knew that he was going to so say So it's that. like Marvin Gaye, Prince. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Mike and Steve got a slot, right? For sure. For I mean, sure. And, and Marvin and Prince do too. It's, it's you know, it's hard. It gets it's tough. Very uh, tough. Female. Female. What about yeah? Female R&B artists. Um, Beyonce. Beehive. I mean, okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> gotta go. Gotta go. Whitney Houston. Okay. 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 Um, I gotta just for my own personal taste. I gotta go. Shade. Oh. Come on now. 
Doc, that's how do you feel about that? I don't that? know. I'm not a Sade fan. Uh, yeah. What? You, yeah. you don't hear correctly. That's yeah. why. <laughs> that's why you broke. think I can't sing. My, right. <laughs> you got to get in touch with your vulnerabilities. I don't. I just uh, never uh, from, puts, a, from I just sleep. never. It's it, something uh, about Sade's voice that just just runs through your bones, and she's be like, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and lay right here on your ovaries. I'll be like, really? You know what? Wow. Is that, that's 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 how you feel. That's I feel like Sade when she sings, she lays across my ovaries and makes me want to be in love and have. Children. Oh, okay. Wow. She does. She'd be like, let um, me tell you how I feel. And I'd be so, like, oh. So with Beyonce, <laughs> let me ask you, with, with yeah. Beyonce, it, you're looking at that from just uh, a prof- an artist overall, not necessarily like just the voice. It's just everything. Every, everything. Beyonce. She's a complete, to me, she's the closest female, the closest to Michael Jackson that we'll I see. Agree. Um, I agree. I agree. Just in every aspect, the presentation, consistency, look, dance, the records. Closest um, person. Um, I guess so. Well, closest person. What do you mean closest? Person? Closest person, male or female, to Michael Jackson. Because who, who, what other Beyonce? male could be? Yeah, what other male could be I close? Guess so. I guess so. I guess so. I mean, you know, yeah, 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 I think you know we're, we're I, I witnessing. Think, you know, I, she's an icon. I think if he didn't have a lot of. Other drama. Chris Brown. Chris, Chris Brown has has Chris, the, had to have potential. Yo, Chris, potential. Chris was headed that way, and the jury's still out. He's still very young, so yeah. I mean, he'll, I mean, he'll, he'll I think you know, Chris, turn it. It, it's just, it, but I think Chris is just a product of as far as him for for you saying that he hasn't gotten there quite yet. It's just a product of the environment, and the, the state that we live in now, with the, the influences, media. the social media, the peer pressure. Uh, the, way, the way we interact the, the women I mean you know Mike was a sheltered guy He had He couldn't focus on anything else If yeah, he not, wanted to Yeah not with daddy Joe there Joe no, was like that So I think I'll tell you this I think if you insert Chris Into If you, you switch They switch lives We got the same, same result Same thing Right I agree right. with that We had the same result AM yeah. Caffeine Show Alright so let's get into Another Shout joint Chris Breezy. Breezy Yeah I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Chris Brown it's fan my uh, And he brings it Every time he's on Every stage, time. I haven't really young. liked any of his recent <clears throat> Chris is, stuff. Chris is dope. After performing, that boy is no joke. Yeah, I did he's a movie. No I mean, did a movie he, with Chris. Chris. I mean, his good, legs good move people. fast. <laughs> his legs move. <laughs> All right, so let's get to another uh, uh, Keith joint. Smoothie, what we got? Love somebody. Just just because it's late night, you want to love somebody. Get get beside him. Maybe, okay. Maybe, um, maybe this this too will lay on my ovaries. It might. Let's lay. see what happens. Or, maybe <laughs> wanna, or lay something else on there. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Produced by who, Keith? Uh, Invincible Watson. Vince Invincible Watson. Oh, there it is. All right. Yep. Let's get into this, man. Oh, that already sounds. Oh, come on, Maxwellish. <laughs> Maxwellish. <laughs> Get to know you, maybe get a little closer after work. 
Tossing my head back, screaming the lyrics. Word. Yeah. To- tossing your head back? You know, hey. you know how everybody hey. toss their head back and they sing the lyrics louder than Oh, the I didn't speaker. know how you was tossing the head back. I was trying to oh. find out. I didn't know. Don't. No, sometimes the, mu- the music might have put you in the mood. Put your shoulders down. Put your shoulders down first. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> AM Cabin Show. Uh, Keith, that's yes, some sir. fly R&B right there. Thank that, you, that's some real Love fly somebody. R&B. Uh, let me Appreciate turn hers all the way off. We don't love that. Lord. Yeah. Um, I was trying to show So, Keith, nah, this, this, this is a complete... It's not going to work out. This is a complete album. Not a, not yeah. a, uh, it's not an EP. It's a complete... No, it's an album. Ten songs. Ten, ten songs. Yes, sir. And Love Episodic. Is it, it going to be for free? No, it's, no, no, it's, it's not. It's out. It's out right now. It's on Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, anywhere you can download digital music. It is available. Available. So, how, what is your writing pr- process like? Or do you just write when you feel it? Or do you be sitting down? And you be like, okay, you know what? I need to write a song about loving somebody right now. <laughs> uh, well, it varies. It really depends on just living life. You kind of get phrases, or you might hear conversations, or you might have feelings, or things that you have had happen, or you want to happen. And you know, usually the music and the lyric kind of meet at you know inopportune times. And you just once you get in the studio, it comes out. Have you ever been with a woman and said? I'm gonna write a song about you, girl. All the time. They don't know it though. But yeah. <laughs> All the time. All the time. <laughs> um, when you're writing, are you are you writing to a track or you're just writing in melodies out of your head and then, then you try to place that with the track? It varies. It really varies. Like a, a lot of times I might hear some music that influences me or I might hear like a, a melody or a riff or um it really varies. It's kind of the marriage is kind of like all the songs are kind of created organically. I mean, for the majority of this album was uh, it might be beats that I just been living with for a long time. I might have them, and then um, 
I might have a situation that's 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 at hand, or I'm in a studio, and, and I refer back to that beat, and they kind of they kind of match up, right? You know, because actually this song, the original beat to this song was was written to another beat, and I was and I, people were like, we love the everybody kept telling me they love the record, they love the vocals, but they were like kind of lukewarm on the track. So I went to to my to my man Invincible and say, hey, do me a remix. And this was the remix, and I was like, "No, that's actually the, 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 the version, the single yeah, version. That's the version, yeah. Right, right. Have yeah. you ever written for anyone else? Yeah, I've written, for, I've written for various people over the years. Was it like ghostwriting, or you can't mention them? Um, some I can. Yeah, I, I mean, I've written for. I mean, John B. We've done a lot of records back in the day. Um, I actually just did a record. Uh, we did a record for uh, myself and uh, uh, Kiki Wyatt and uh, Young Man wow. on my show. This gospel record we did for the show. I'm on called Saints and Sinners. Uh, but there's been a number of things down the road. I've done a lot of scoring soundtracks and stuff like that. The, probably records that you might have heard that didn't know it was me. Saints right. and Sinners. My girl was on. I don't know if she's still on it or not. Kay Singleton. She played Josie. Yeah, oh, she, yeah. Didn't, she didn't make it. No, she <laughs> did make it. <laughs> yeah, I know Kay. I know Kay for sure. Um, all right. So do we want to get... Wait, Keith, what are you working on now as far as uh, film and TV projects? Well, we start back the fourth season of Saints and Sinners uh, in, in a few weeks, next month, actually. Okay. But I just finished a film I directed and wrote called The Greener Grass Experiment. Is uh, some of your music in there? Yeah. It's was, it was actually the short film that we talked about. It's uh, Right. Okay. Yeah. No, the, the, y'all talked about the, we, personally? We, yeah, we have some business oh. going on. Don't worry. Don't worry. You're pretty <laughs> mad about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and it's called The Greener Grass Experiment, which is actually inspired by the Never Be You single. Our lyric in there is about the greener grass. You know, what if you take that trip and find out that it was all a lie? So I kind of wrote a film about that concept it's like a psychological thriller that we just finished and we're Uh-oh. actually editing right now that's that i'm really excited about and it's got about four or five records from the album in it uh, and a cover too because we kind of filmed it here we filmed it in atlanta and some in cincinnati ohio so um how long was that process to do because w- yeah this was out of pocket it was so how did did so when you do that, obviously, it makes the process longer. It does. Well, because it was kind of a creative thing that kind of like picked up steam as the, the idea and the concept flow. Because at, at first, the vid- in the video, we redid Coming to America uh, with mm. myself and Tony Rock. Um, well, the scene we're in the, when, when they're in the bar and they're interviewing all the girls. <laughs> yeah. My name is Peaches and I'm the yes. best. All, all the, the DJs yeah. want to, to film my first. Oh. Exactly. In <laughs> 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 my former life, I was what, Joan of Arc. Yeah, exactly. that's right. <laughs> and that's kind of what Never Be You is about. It's about realizing, you know, once you leave whoever you with, you'll find that they'll never be you. Whoever you find is going to be just like an amalgam, just like a, they might have the same physicality, same idiot, but they'll never be them. So that was kind of the uh, the concept of the video is recreating that scene where he's trying to find his queen. Right. Uh, and from that spun this idea about, you know, what if a guy did take a trip to the dark side, meaning the greener grass and deliberately separated himself from who he's with uh, to kind of see if the grass was greener. And this guy does that and, it's, and it's, he, he ends up in this experiment that's totally way above his head. To say the least. Okay. I want you to know my mother thinks she knows you because she watched Saints and Sinners. She probably do. So religiously. Is she is like, she mad she at me? She feels like she knows you. Is she mad at me? She probably is. Till I said She hi. probably is. <laughs> till I said hello. <laughs> She'll be like, you tell him I see. <laughs> I'll be like, Ma, that's not the real person. That's yeah. not <laughs> So So the fourth season you start yeah. shooting in a couple of weeks. What well, well in October. In October. Oh, okay, we have yeah. an official start date, but yeah. Yeah, we okay. Start, we start soon. And you nice. guys shoot in Atlanta or show do show show do show do. Hey, show do. 
Shoal do. Shoal do. I don't know how y'all shooting Atlanta. Ain't got no none of those thick, big booty girls in there. Big booty yeah, girls. There's big booty girls in there. No, everybody's real fit. Everybody's fit now. In the show or Yeah. Well, it's TV. Why, what are we supposed to be? I mean, big booties is fit. Yeah, I've seen a big, uh, big fit, fit booty. Yeah, a right. Big fit booty. Atlanta is like a hotbed for, for, I mean, they're shooting everything. And there's like a yes, hundred productions going on at any time. Like, you know, so it's a, it's actually a little, little Hollywood town. Yeah. You know, it's it, a, lot, it, a lot of production going with, on. With that, you think, did Tyler Perry have a lot to do with, with folks kind of taking that? I, I think he definitely had um, a, 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 a legitimate, you know, Influence. I mean, how could he not? You know, and he's got. Is it, it's, it's a, lot, a lot mean, cheaper know. to shoot there. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's a lot cheaper, and I think the city itself is is kind of a little more conducive and not and kind of still in the off phase of it. So they welcome it, you know. Right, right. You know, I, I've, I've shot videos in the middle of Peachtree at five o'clock traffic hour, and the cops will stop for me and stop traffic. You do it here. Yeah, oh, right. no, no, you can, no, you, you go to LA County Jail. Real you can quick. be out there with Jim Carrey. Like I don't right. care, Jim, where your permit at. Right, exactly. We right. don't, we know. We, so it, I think that in itself makes it a lot more friendly to kind of, you know, get your production off the ground for right. at, at and you get a lot more bang for your buck for now. Right. So you know, right now Atlanta's booming. I love it because I'm from around there, so I get to spend mm-hmm. a lot more time around my people. Right. Yeah. So Do you, you, you grew up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Do you live there now? No, I live here. Oh, so you just live out there when you're filming? Yeah. Well, come on, by coastal. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and you grew up. You grew up where, Keith? I grew up in Georgia. You grew up in you grew up in Georgia, 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 Georgia in South Carolina. In yeah. South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. Right. What part of Georgia? What part of South Carolina? I went to I went to I went to grade school in Greenville, South Carolina. And I was there until it's like seventh, eighth grade. Then I moved to Augusta, Georgia. Went to high school there from nine to twelve. Then from there I moved to Atlanta. And then I, back and forth between there, I was there in Athens where I went to uh, college for a year, year and a half in Athens. So my formative years, my I call them my swag developmental years were in, were in Atlanta. My grade school years as a little kid were in South Carolina. Uh, and I had a brief stint in Augusta in high school, you know, from 9 to 12. So I, I'm a Georgia Carolina boy. I'm from all three of those cities, basically. And when you were in college, did you go, were you really about college or you just was a part You know what? I, I guess I wasn't. I mean, I, I, I kind of, <laughs> to be honest with you. Because for kinda, me, college like, was like a disco with books. Like I yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was for me. It was kind of let me know what I didn't want to do. Because I remember looking on all the majors, and I was like, "There's nothing here that I mm, want to do." Yeah, I mean, it's not bad. I, I can. I would tell my kids, "I want you to go to college for sure." But um, and my parents are the same way. You, if you don't, you don't have to go to college, but you gonna have to do you're something. Gonna do something. Yeah. And that was basically, and that basically narrowed my focus and made me really focus on trying to get something off and start a career because. I, there, I would, there was no plan B, but for college for me was fun. Let me know what I, you know, it was a great atmosphere. You know, University of Georgia is a party. It's great culture. It's mm, great. Mm. But I mean, there is when I started really getting serious about the music. I got in a group. We would be singing in the stairwells. All the girls come to the stairwell here, singing talent shows, and I kind of got bit. And I was like the gung ho one in the group that was like, "Man, we can do this. Let's go. Let's let's do this and get up out of here and go, right. get, and go get a bag." Right. You right. Know? Did you, um, what would you say that the biggest difference or biggest challenge that you had to adapt to moving to L.A.? Uh, good question. Um, the biggest challenge? I mean, I guess the, the whole thing was an adaptation because I didn't know nobody. You know, I was living in a hotel and I was, you know, trying to navigate my way through a big city, uh, trying to establish uh, some sort of home life that resembled my, my old home life. 
and start a career not really knowing where to start, who to talk to. It seemed like everybody was doing the same thing. Right. So it was like everybody, this is a complete one horse town. Everybody's trying to get on. So it's like, where do you start? Were you first, were you in awe when you got to, when you got I, to here you know or were you, or was it more, were you scared or, you know, I, I wasn't, I was kind of like, I was a kind of an animal to be honest with you. I wasn't scared at all because Atlanta was already kind of, already kind of, Game because it was already bubbling in the nineties. It was yeah, like all yeah, the, star, yeah. the star thing was like I was not starstruck at all, right? And, and I didn't really, <clears throat> and I didn't really see myself ever going back unless I had, unless I you know had something to show for it. So I was just more concerned with you know where do we start? Like who do we talk to? Who do we? Because every day I was getting up and going to labels or just trying to be at events and just trying to move around and see like see what I see, right? Well, who can kind of point us in the right direction? So I don't know. I don't think it was any fear. I had the homies with me, so it was nothing to really fear. I think looking back now, I get scared to think about what could have happened because I don't. I don't know if I would do it. I would have done do that it again. again. Right. I would have just drove my ass out here and stayed in a hotel, and not knowing nobody. I wouldn't have done that. Right. But at the time, it seemed like the most logical thing to do. Right. Y'all drove from Georgia. Yeah. So you, okay. So on the, the ride here from Georgia, yeah. where y'all like. Yo, we about to go and we about to take over. For it's sure. Gonna be on. <laughs> For sure. For sure. I, it was very liberating. It was like, yo, we doing this. We about to go t- I told tear you, LA I, ass up. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Was y'all harmonizing in the car? On three, three, two, nah, one. Little, little doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> Not little, little Lee. AM Caffeine Show. All right, Smooth D. Keith Robinson's with it. Let's get into another joint by Keith. Keith, what, what joint you want to uh, get into? Uh, let me see. What, what else we got up there, up there man? Play, let's let's pick it up. Play that love episodic. Just the um, the title track to the uh, to the album. Love Look. episodic. Love episodic. Little, okay. hi- little, little hip hop influence. Shout. There okay. it is. Produced by. This is produced produced by my man Joseph Lineberg. Joseph Lineberg. I mean, dope, you must have had a real budget because you got a lot of. Different no, that's just relationships. Like yeah. they, that's dope ass trumpet you player. It is. Ask yeah. him. Yeah, it's relationships. Trust me. <laughs> He's actually is a dope, dope trumpeter. He actually produced that uh, Kendrick. He got a he's a Grammy Award winner. Produced. He produced that record of how much a dollar cost for him. Kendrick. For Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's from that camp. He's super dope, super talented cat. There it is. AM Caffeine Show. Another exclusive. Keith Robinson is with us. Smooth D. You ready? Yeah. Let that go. AM Caffeine Show. Your body to another time zone, time zone.
Mind blown. Take your body to one of the time zone, time zone. This ain't the ordinary love song. AM Caffeine Show. Make you want to bust a 16 or something. Let's that, that, hey, that let me tell you, that got like a dope slum village. Yeah. Jay Dilla exactly. feel to Love it. That's the whole influence. Hendophotic. Yeah. And it's uh. erotic and mebotic. Mebotic. Bars. Yeah. Bars. No, that, bars. I like that, Keith. That <laughs> joint is dope. I appreciate it, man. That is super yes. dope right there. AM Caffeine Show. Okay. Um, I see you multi-talented. Yeah. Keith. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Marla, you going to go buy this album or don't try to get it for free? Go ahead and buy yeah. that. Why right. can't I get it for free? <laughs> Support the man. Support. Support black business. Excuse my French, but niggas. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, Marla, he gave you... We played for oh you like for God. sure you like right. three. Right. For Fine. sure you like three. So Keith. We ain't played with three. Uh, the actor. Yes, sir. Do we play you, three? Well, we uh, had a show earlier. We asked, we talked about uh, there might be a black Superman coming up. Yeah, yeah, dope. Number one, how do you feel about that? And number two, do you think there's roles that black actors shouldn't play? You think it diminishes like, oh, they're doing it for the clout? Do you are think you, there's roles like that? Are you trying to put your I, thoughts I think, on this? I, I think there may be some roles that black people shouldn't play. You shouldn't play the the grand uh, Ku Klux Klan mass. I mean, obvious. I mean, but I think it's good. For, I think it's good because I'm a black actor. So anytime I see a brother able to get an iconic role like that, then I'm gonna be a little biased because you know, let's go ahead and do it. Let's take the top off and kind of expand the uh, the whatever the image of of that particular. I think Superman is gonna he's gonna catch. It's gonna be it's Sarah Flack, but you know. What about we the, be catching uh, black for what, years? What, what, so. who, who else they were trying to make black recently? James Bond. James Bond. I think but James Bond would be super dope for years. James though. Bond, been yeah. and I think they were talking about Idris. Right? Yeah, they're talking Idris. about Idris. Yeah, I can see, ago. I can see Idris playing that too. Yeah, yeah he I, would I be dope that. as that. I, he I, would, I, I think, I, I think Superman is a little is a, is a little stretch. I gotta be honest with you. I mean, but I mean, I'm just happy for if Mike gets to play it, I'll be the first one there to see it. But um, who do you think should play it if Mike doesn't get it? Who should play Superman? Right. He's like me. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of it's kind of yeah, me. No, it's it's kind of a lot of. Uh, I don't know. That's a, I'd have to think about that. I mean, I'd have to think about. It. I mean, I think the Rock could play Superman. He big as he big as a, you know. Wow. Mm. I mean, I mean, he's rock. actually I mean, he's, he's actually bigger than Superman. Right. He's actually a little slimmer down now. Yeah. Because like him in his prime. Oh, good lord! I, just, I don't. I can't, see, I can't see. Yeah. The rock. I can't yeah. see it. I can't oh, see it. I don't, I don't know. I'm trying to let me I think. Was, I mean, personally, I was thinking Isaac from the Love Boat. Y'all think about Ted Lang? Ted Lang as who? Ted, get out of here! <laughs> 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 with the bushy mustache. How y'all feel about James Earl Jones? Y'all feel about James Earl Jones? He's already Darth Vader with that thick mustache. I'm trying to think. I, let me let me let me get back to you on that one. Man. By the time we get out of here, I'll, I'll, I'll think of somebody. All right. Um, is there a role? What what? 
if you could play any any role, like uh-huh. what what is a role that you would love to play? Is it uh, a killer? You know, like what what is? I'd your... like to play all, all roles. I mean, I want to be able to tell the story from, uh, from many different perspectives. I mean, but if I had a dream role, I'd want to play Donny Hathaway. Ooh. Oh, you better say stuff that's awesome. <laughs> no, that that's would dope. be great. Yeah, Put that in the atmosphere. Good. That's dope. Yeah, I love. Donny Has Hathaway. there been a Donny Hathaway story done? No, no good. his story no. is so dope. And hey, let's get so like, like, can, 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 like, can we get Layla on the phone? Can we, let's get Layla like, Hathaway on the phone. I would like to get Layla on the phone. I love Layla. He loves Layla Hathaway. She's amazing. Love her. Love her voice. Keith, that might be something that you might just have to on your own. Yeah, I've been, you know, I've been putting, it, be I've been putting it in this atmosphere. It I mean, put that it's in not the atmosphere. first time I've said it. It's been documented. I've said it many times. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, you know, as with any uh, great artist, you know, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of hoops to jump through. Right, there's right. A of, there's Definitely. a lot of red tape. So yeah, speak, so. yeah. And you got to be respectful of of uh, of of that of the estate of the of the people that who are in this his, family. His so. the Donny Hathaway story is really interesting. It's like so it is. Interesting. the un, the unsung that un- they did was really really mm-hmm. good. And there's yeah. a From lot St. of Louis, stuff. By the way, I had yeah. no idea that yeah. I knew nothing about like, just yeah. just the struggles. You know, just yeah. with the mental. Yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, very. Yeah, I've done a lot of yeah, research yeah. on him. He's a very interesting guy. I just think his tone as a kid and hearing hearing his records as a kid it really affected me. It really like. Gave me goosebumps and really make put me in a state of a, a state of being when I would hear his voice. So I was always wondering, like, what is going on with this guy? Because he had like some type of some type of anointing on his voice that I could hear. That was just like even as a kid, I could identify with it. And I was like, wow, this guy's like right. a really powerful singer. Yeah, yeah. You know? I felt the same way about Minnie Ripperton. Minnie Ripperton, mm. yeah, yeah, I for did. sure. Let's let's pose that question to everybody else. If there's a role that you could play. D, young smooth D. What um what role would you play if it was a role that you could play? A movie? Yeah. Wow. Dang, Marta went deep. Right. Dang. I mean, I guess it would it would be kind of a superhero role. Yeah. Like who? Donut Man. Hey. <laughs> that is not a real person. It can, it can be. be Captain Glaze. <laughs> Captain Glaze. <laughs> yes. Let's do it. You know, my guy was, was always Batman. 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 Okay, okay what about Black you? Batman? Black Batman. Put some spinners on the Batmobile. Uh-uh. You're getting crazy. Malcolm X. Uh-huh. You? Malcolm X. I think, like, a guy his story is so dope, but Denzel, did, like, Denzel did such a you, phenomenal... You that Denzel's not Malcolm X. <laughs> he did such a phenomenal yeah, job. He should have good. definitely won the Academy for, sure. for that for, sure. for that performance. I mean, I think they won like, about, for best costume. Three. Absolutely. But, Ma- but X was, like you said, Marlon, you, you weren't even looking at Denzel. Forget, just like just like Jamie Foxx did Ray. I forgot that he wasn't Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. murdered that. That what, was unbelievable. What about you, um, Young, Young Free? Young Free? My mother says, uh, I remind her of Keaton Thompson, so. Keaton. Yeah, you kind of do get a little. So, we going to do Good Burger? Good Burger. Good Burger yeah. Part 2. Yeah, Good Burger. Big and shout then, out um, to the homie Keenan, won that Emmy. Yeah, yeah. he sure did. Yeah, yeah he, really, he really did. He really so, did. He's in front of crib, too. And then um, nowadays, I get in Gerald Avert, so if they ever do a. <laughs> I don't know where, I don't know where it's <laughs> coming <laughs> from, so if they want to <laughs> do a. Yeah, they want to do a movie, I'll do it. He said, I'll do it. I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Me and Robert, you never been friends. <laughs> Mine would be Mighty Isis. Who? 
The mighty, the mighty ISIS. ISIS. You don't remember mighty ISIS? Oh, you're the mighty ISIS. ISIS the terrorist? No, what? this fool said terrorist mic all the way off. All the way. The mighty ISIS, which was like a do you? Oh, you're young, so you yeah. don't remember like Shazam. Mm-hmm. All right, so it was around that time. Electric woman and Dining girl. Ah, okay. It's around that time. The I, mighty I, ISIS. I, th- I thought you would really know this. Young yeah, the mighty you. ISIS. ISIS. And she was. You can't play that because she was cute. You, oh, I'm, I'm fucking fired. cute. Oh, excuse me. Wow, she got I'm a bad upset. This shit. Lasers. I'm cute. At, at least I'm cute. I mean, monkeys are cute. I'm cute. Damn. My Gigi. Okay, my Gigi. AM Cafe Show. So, Keith, yes, uh, are you heavy on social media and stuff? I'm or pre- you I'm said you're heavy. trying. To- I'm, I'm pretty heavy. You know, I'm trying. I try to be as heavy as possible. Heavy as I need to be. Need you to know, be. I would like to be heavier. You know what I'm saying? Because right. as an artist, it's kind of like. You know the Bible. Yeah, you, know, you got to be on there, have some presence, have some. But you know, I, I understand. A, but it's like a gift in the. It's like it is. It is a gift in the. And I'm kind of an old school guy when it comes to that. I'm more of a of a doer than talker. You know, right. I don't really like you know. So the self promotion thing is definitely an adjustment for me. So, um, do but you it's, you got to do it though. I do. Yeah, I post absolutely. I post. Do all you post the time. more on Twitter or on Instagram? I think I post the most on IG. And then from there, I'll post on. You know, I post on Twitter and, and Facebook and my Facebook fan page. I is Twitter much- kind of dying or is it still hot? No, Twitter, Twitter is, is still going hot. strong. Yeah. Is it, yeah. it is now a hundred and what forty characters you could type now. Yeah, people. Yeah, I think post it's. A I mean, look at Trump. Look at Trump. Yeah, Trump. I mean, I guess so. Right? Yeah. yeah but yeah. you got to do it now. Trump. You yeah. just see, you just hear his tweets. You All right. So what is what 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 is the uh, Twitter? Keith, everything is key sings. Everything is key sings. Everything is key sings. Yep. Smart. All oh, right. That's smart. Yeah. So uh, you're shooting the four seasons in, in four season in October. That's right. And any other and, and we have your project that you were that, that you're finishing. The Green Grass Experiment, which we're finishing up right now. Yeah. Um, I got a couple of the products that I'm working on in development. We just at the writing stage with those. I got. I'm gonna drop a mixtape too, uh, coming up this fall that I did. It's called Trap Sodic, which is basically. Uh, just R&B over trap beats oh. it, I kind of did it last season When I was in Atlanta Kind of just being around A lot of rappers A lot of trap stuff We just did a lot of free Matter of fact We got a record The first single Off of the off of the, the mixtape I got over there Called Killer Us me and Lil Scrappy uh, Do we have that? Yes yeah. we do Oh well look on it's a pretty Killer dope Let's and do that And the beat is over in, It's over NBA Youngboy Because all the beats I did over the Meek Mill beat Drake yeah. beat Logic beat This beat is over One of NBA Youngboy's Uh one of his beats And we just You know It's a free mixtape It's just me freestyling Really just having fun And put my R&B swag Over some trap beats There okay. it is I want to thank uh, Keith Robinson For hanging out With us today Boom. Thanks and, for having me Marlo so I just want to know Where as we you get, get, off, get all this I need time. you to buy I need you to buy this <laughs> I need you to buy you this iPhone, project Do it from my phone Right now Yeah I'm going to make you Buy this project Yes, come on now. I don't get paid until like. Oh, the way <laughs> wow. And see, I've been knowing Marlo for years. I've been knowing you for years. Yes, you been, right, true. you've been knowing each other. You haven't supported at no. all, huh? Yeah. No. Like I say, she I probably support. didn't know. This is probably your first time I, okay, really knowing I me, huh? Right? Okay, okay, I didn't know you sing. Sing. Exactly. Like, I didn't know you actually your mama, had your ma- albums Your mama out. thinks she know him. My mama, my mama feel like she know him from from Saints and Sinners. Tell you know, mama, mama got to buy this project too. Yeah, yeah tell about it. Mama got to buy the project. Break too. bread, mama. Yeah. Break what bread. is everybody on my, me and my mama? Did y'all buy it? <laughs> I'm gonna buy it. You, he, buy it. he played on, three Google. joints that I was rocking to. On, that Google band, that right last now. one, I'm on that. I'm buying that. This one on Google Play over there. All right, look, what's that, Keith? Lower your. Why you get so high pitched? There why it is. You get high my man, my man, my he man. right there. I'm right there. Homies with me. 
Where you at? Where you at? All right, Marla. I'm going to buy it. All right. I'm going to buy it. From the car wash? No. I'm going to buy it, and then I'm going to take a picture that I bought it, and then I'm going to post, post it on it. my feed. There it is. So then y'all know that I bought it. There it is. So she's going to return it. You can't return it. Bought it. Can I like to return, please? All right. AM Caffeine Show. Thanks, Keith. Anytime, man. Keith Sings. Keith Sings. At Keith Sings. Instagram. Twitter. You have a fan page that's just your name, yep. just Keith Robinson. Keith Robinson sings, yep. There it is, AM Caffeine Show. All right, so Smoothie, before we get out of here, we're going to leave with this joint with Keith and uh, Little Scrappy, right? It's yeah. called Killer. 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 Shout out right. to the homie baby. Shout out to, right, I was actually going to say that. Shout out to, uh, <laughs> did she drop that baby yet? No, not yet. She's been carrying that joint for a minute, right? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and drop that damn baby, Addy. I hit it with the government. I hit it with the government. We know her as, right, like, we'll call her Bambi, but we know her as Addy. Shout out uh, uh, our homegirl, Addie. Brand new joint. Thank you so much for rocking with us, Keith. Let this go. Keith. Yes, sir. And uh, Little Scrappy, this is Killer. Yeah, it is. Killer. Killer. It is it K-I-L-L-A or is it E-R? Or A-H. Oh, it's for the black folk. All right, AM Cash Show. for you. It's sexy trunk music. There it is. All right. Let that go, Smooth D. All right.